Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Positivity. Hi, Steve. Hello, mate. Nice to meet you, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. You sound like Carl Froch. I sound like who? Carl Froch. Carl Froch? <laughs> Well, I'm from where he's from. I'm from I'm from Nottingham, so Nottingham. Yeah, I could tell that, but but um, say Nottingham, say but Nottingham. Nottingham, yeah. <laughs> Sound like um, Stephen Gerrard? No, I'm joking. Just kidding. No, probably do. Guys, <laughs> mate, I know I know I'm gonna be hard to understand anyway, but I've got a bit of a cold as well to top it off. Yeah, I I understand you like because uh, my my dad's from Liverpool. Oh, is he? Does he does he still speak like this? Yeah, yeah, still still uh, still got a Scouse accent, which is quite funny. Yeah, never leaves him. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I um, appreciate you uh, coming on the on the podcast. It means a lot. Um, but um, I've written down like a few a few questions to like kind of you know talk about and topics and things yeah come on um i've written down like what what kind of like what helps to motivate you like as a person like, what, 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 what do you think is important yeah what do you think is important about it about motivation well personally um the only way i can get motivated is to start the day off like by myself like, I, I, like I, I'm a terrible person to talk to in the morning. <clears throat> so what I've tried to do is get up before anyone else. Give yeah. myself like 45 minutes to just ease my way into the day. Uh, and then I'll try and go to the gym before I start work. And then I start work, then pretty motivated. Whereas if I wake up, and my bed's screaming at me, and the baby's screaming, and the kids are in and out, it just it just sets me up for a bad day, and I just no matter what I do, I just I just can't change. Yeah, 
That's too kind to change my mindset at all. Yeah. What about you? I think, um, yeah, what kind of motivates me? I think uh, I have to kind of, like I said, have that kind of bit of space to yourself to kind of get in that kind of mindset. Um, I, I don't know. Like if I, if I don't have a shower in the morning, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't feel um, good to go. Um, I mean, I, I, can, I can do it and still, you know, get on with things, but I don't feel as ready. You just don't feel right, do you? Yeah, like I have a shower, you know, do my hair, wash, you know, brush my teeth. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. You know, I mean, I'm changed. Um, and I think it depends. Like if I stay at someone's house or something like that, then you know I can push it and have a shower later. But you, it kind of. It's yeah, like rhythm, your rhythm is different then, isn't it? If you're somewhere else and you've started off, so yeah, that's that's why I think if you have a night out or something and you stay somewhere, it just it just your whole kind of energy just goes out of the window because yeah, yeah I think also if you wake up in someone else's house as well, your brain's sort of strict when you wake up and it's like, oh, this isn't this isn't my normal, so that's yeah, a different path, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like your routine and your habits and stuff and. Yeah, so I think, especially first thing in the morning, like, um, I mean, you do you go to the, as you mentioned, go to the gym. Yeah, that's been a new thing for me in the past, like, five months, I'd say. Like, I, I did used to get up and work out in the house, but it doesn't always work, because sometimes the baby will get up earlier, so I'd come down, I'd have, like, a cup of coffee or a pre-workout or something, and then I'd yeah. put on, and then I'd go, and then the baby start crying, then, and I'm like, oh, fuck it, I can't even... Yeah. So, so get it out. Another thing as well I find is like stuff you watch on telly or mm. started trying to just put out like crap, just morbid crap. Like if I find myself watching something on the telly that's just got no benefit to me, whatever. Like if I'm watching a program that I'm not really enjoying of a night, you know, when you're lying in bed. Yeah. Watching the telly find any more so you'll just watch it anyway it'll sort of it'll affect me sleep and yeah if I wake up and something else is on the telly that I'm not enjoying or some of my birds watching them she's watching like she taped Love Island from the night before and she's got that on and it's just the same stuff over and over again it's just that demotivates me that just put me in a bad mood yeah it's quite it's quite crazy what can the things that you don't think of affecting your mood and stuff and how you feel can actually like have a detrimental effect. I think, um, what was it? Like, I mean, I like to play video games and stuff, yeah. but um, I'm very conscious of my time. I think, especially into the new year, I'm very uh, aware of how much time I spend on things now. Yeah. Uh, because, like, sometimes... Sorry? How old are you? I'm, I'm 25. 25, so you've, you've learned that quite early. Yeah. <laughs> because I've only just sort of got to grips with it, and I'm 34. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, like, going into the new year, around Christmas time, like, I just... I've realised how much time, like, I spent on it and just thought about it over time and I was just like, I felt crap. Part of me felt crap. I was like, I don't want to feel like this. Um, 
I mean, I think it's it's everything in moderation, isn't it? I think if you're doing something for a little bit, that's fine. If you're doing anything too much, isn't good for your life. That's it. With anything, all this drink and all, I've tried to go back on back on the drink. Well, I haven't really drank that much for a while. Yeah, yeah. But it's like as a lot of the time, of even I, I just drink through boredom. Yeah. And then it, you you don't know how to you don't know how to say. No, and then if the kids are staying out and I've got a free house, I'll just go mental and I'll be up all night. And then, yeah, yeah, it's eight o'clock and I'm like, shit, I'm in work and half an hour. Yeah, I think um, drinks are a tough one. I mean, I, I used to work in hosp- I've worked in hospitality for many years in hotels and restaurants, and yeah. you're surrounded by you know alcohol and stuff in the workplace, and you're doing long hours. and the chefs will finish late and you'll finish late and people go, oh, do you want to have a drink? And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then, it comes normal then, doesn't it? And then, yeah, before you know it, you've, you're like, oh, I've drank four days out of the, however many days or, you know, sometimes, it's, you know, each each night you finish work, you've had a pint or a couple of pints and yeah. then you think of how much that is, you know, money-wise, that's what, I don't know. Depends what you drink. The money-wise part of it all. Sorry? Is it what put like put you off drinking? Is it the is the money situation or the health or whatever? Because I know when I drink, if I drink too much, my head just goes, and I just yeah. end up in the water. Yeah, I mean, I think it was because I was doing stupid hours and I was doing split shifts, breakfast splits, and um, I was having you know having a few drinks after work, people workmates, and then getting up and working all day and just feeling tired and just run down and um, yeah. I'll have another drink to sort me out. Yeah, yeah. But it, I think, you know, the odd drink, there's a time and place, and I think it depends on what you have. If you can have a few drinks with your mates, have something to eat, or just chill with your, your girlfriend or something, then there's yeah. no harm. But um, I'll, have, I'll have a night out every so often with my friends in, in like Nottingham or something, and then I won't touch it for quite a while. Yeah. I find I find the hardest part of the summer. Like I know I know it rains most of the time, but when it's hot, as soon as you see the sun out and you're driving home from work, <laughs> you see people in beer gardens, and you just like no matter what you tell yourself, you know you're going to get some on the way. Especially in like in Liverpool where you live. I mean, there's tons of bars and stuff like um, yeah, the, the buzzing place. I, I can imagine in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, and then that's all anyone talks about. And especially yeah. that Liverpool are doing well, the winning one, by the way. But, uh, well, that's, that's it with Liverpool. I mean, yeah, I support Liverpool as well because my dad and stuff. And, yeah. um, I can't I can't support Nottingham Forest, and, uh, you know, I'm upset, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you grew up in the wrong year for Nottingham Forest, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like... Probably not so much because you live in Nottingham, I suppose. There were probably quite a few Liverpool fans there, but hmm. because they're doing well at the minute as well in the summer, and when it's to get far in the Champions League, and there's just a buzz around the city, and just everybody's just out all the time, just buoyed by it, and yeah, riding the wave. Like I remember when we won the Champions League in the summer. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember how long it took. But I think one of my memories of that night. Was watching the anti Joshua fight, just that blood. I, I, I thought I was hallucinating that he'd fell up, that he went down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
I know it is it is it is a uh, is difficult because I mean you got you got peer pressure and stuff and your friends and stuff and they're like oh do you do you want to come out do you want to have a drink yeah. and you feel bad if you don't go out and all the rest of it so I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can kind of draw you in. Um, yeah. But I, I think I've, I've, st- I've started to drink less because, like, I, I've been going CrossFit recently for a while and um, I've noticed if I drink or if I eat certain foods, I can't I can't do it as, as good, you know? You notice. Yeah. You probably notice it, like, if you work out and still have a few drinks, you just don't feel the same. No, I mean, I have a few drinks and a start, and then you're just like, I can't, I can't be bothered. And then all you want to do is get in the steam room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, go on. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, what, um, what are you passionate? Like, what do you, what are you passionate about? Um, I'd say passion, passionate about. I don't know, me family, football. I'm banging to mental health lately. Uh, yeah. I've had mental health problems since I was younger. I found out I didn't know too much about it growing up. Yeah. Um, I think I'd probably, now that I've talked back after going through it, I'll probably say the earliest memory of it was I was about 13. Mm. Uh, remember, I can't remember exactly what was happening, but I don't know if you've, you've ever been depressed or anything, Adam, but you sort of don't know that it's happening, that it's there. But you just, yeah. you just you just lose interest in everything. So I didn't realise at the time because I was too young. So I was just sitting in my room, just listening to Coldplay all the time. I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when parachutes were being thrown, I think it was yeah. like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, and then you know, when you're younger and your mates are knocking for you, and you're just like, I don't want him. I don't know why. Why not? I, I just don't want him. And then I remember it coming again. When I was about eighteen, I, think mm. I just left. I just left. I just dropped out of college, and I'm scared to tell him. I didn't tell me. I didn't tell me mum and dad for about five months. I just kept going out and pretending I was going, but I was going sitting in. I was going to sit in my mates just smoking weed, playing yeah. FIFA, and then uh, and then I just used to sit up all night, just staring at the wall, couldn't work out what that was, and then it passed. And then it just come back and go and come back. And then it was about four years ago. Mm. Uh, I was driving home from work. And I just felt miserable for about about eight or nine months. Just thinking, oh, I'll I'll get out of it. It'll pass, it'll pass, it'll pass. But it wasn't. It was just getting worse. Mm. So uh, I was driving home from work. And as I pulled onto the motorway... A wagon nearly pulled out and hit me, and I didn't flinch. And in my head, I was thinking, oh, I wish that I'd have just took me out. And then that sort of scared me a bit. And I was like, Whoa, my God, what are these thoughts I'm having here? Yeah. So I thought, at the time, I thought, oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell me actually who was with at the time. And she was just like, Well, whatever, I don't care. I want you to know, the house. And I was yeah. like, What the fuck's this? So then it was actually my dad. Land out my dad had had the same thing. Yeah. And he drank me and said, uh, oh, well, he said, I've had it. He said, I had a breakdown years ago with it. Like, it's nothing to be ashamed of, but you need help. Like, you've got to that point now where you need help. You're not going to do it. Yeah. You're not going to do it by yourself. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to tell anyone. He went to go to the doctors and just tell them. 
And then he remember going there and just like he was shaking all way. Do you like tests on you? Don't know if you've, you've ever ever psychometric questions like on, on a scale of one to ten and things it, like yeah. that. Yeah, well, how do you feel about this? Nah, how do you feel about this? And I'm just at the time I'm in a daze, I don't even know I don't even know what's going on. And then I've just had to leave my house as well. So I've gone to live in a bed sit and he's like, Oh, where, where are you living? I said, I'm just just in a room, pretty much. Mm. I mean, you can't be by yourself and do this and do that and then we'll send you to this. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm a man. I don't need to do that. And he was just like, pretty much like, get a fucking grip. Just tell people it'll be better. Mm. I remember telling a lad in work and it was just like, just dead understanding. And I was like, well, that was quite easy, though. <laughs> just made me feel like a lot better. Mm. But then uh, I think I'd, I'd gone back and they'd, they'd done them tests didn't tell me at the time what, what the test had said like and he was like yeah, I'm going to put you on I need to put you on these tablets and I just sort of like broke down like oh my god why do I need tablets <laughs> what what mm. got so bad and then I started and then at the time I'd never really heard nothing about it you know like the way you read it every, you read it everywhere now don't you yeah like, the way you take, like even today with like mental health um, and it's just like helping the workplace and that but even as close as four years ago it just wasn't spoken about it. no one talked about it so I noticed at that time I was thinking I was listening to talk sports or something Stan Collywood was going on about it mm. and I, I just seemed to hear it everywhere like everywhere it went and I thought was, has it always been has it always been spoke about or am I just hearing it more now because it's relating to me and then I went to, uh, they signed me up for this like therapy class that I didn't really want to go to. Mm. It was said to the, like, the doctor, I don't, I don't fancy you. And he said, well, what's the worst that could happen? You go, you don't like it, it doesn't work, and how do you know until you've tried? So I said, all right, I'll give, give it a chance. And, you know, the therapy was so bad. Yeah. It actually made me laugh that much. It helped, but not in the way that it was intended to. Um, yeah, like the woman, the woman is just, just, just like really condescending and talking to you like a baby, and it was like I don't. It was it was that funny. I'd, I'd left it and I went back to the doctors, and then some part of it were good though. I don't know. Do, do you know about like cognitive behaviour and stuff like that? Yeah, like CBT, NLP. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, so it was like it was doing doing things like that, and it did help. And then that sort of got me on track then, and sort of like changed my mindset um, of how I used to like view everything just like normally quite miserable and just every time it's quite judgmental so I'd watch people and just what a dickhead he is or constantly and then it sort of I don't know it just changed me for the better so like I just just made me less judgmental and, and yeah. then in, in, just stopped it just stop being so miserable about everything and it helped. But yeah, sort of how I ended up getting into this sort of sort of thing. Can't even remember what the question was now. Yeah, my mental health and um uh, my motivation and positivity yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it all it all pretty much stemmed from that. That sort of gave me like the kick up the ass that I probably needed. Yeah. How did you how did you get into it yourself? Me, uh, myself, I, I kind of, um, I've kind of always been, you know, interested in people and stuff. 
um, you know, from a young age. But I, I personally fell into it. Um, I had a, an accident when I was about 13, I think, where I, I fell through a uh, skylight on a church roof. Yeah. And I was pissing around with friends at the time. And um, I was looking around and I st- it was just kind of like doing parkour, you know, running around. It was summer holidays. I remember we were just bored, you know, bored kids. Mm. And uh, I stood on the skylight on this roof and it just went pop. And I fell down about probably about 14 foot. Mm. Fell through the skylight and I landed in like a little sink cubicle. <laughs> um, and that broke my forearm. And um, yeah, I, I basically from that, you know, I cut my arm open and all, all that stuff. Had to go to hospital, and then I was—I remember doing my GCSEs around the, you know, a couple, like soon afterwards, and um, I remember just shaking and just feeling really overwhelmed, and um, I kind of thought I was going to die. Wow. So I ended up having a, I think like PTSD, and the anxiety and depression and all of that stuff. And then I came, I came through that, you know, over time. Yeah. Um, well, what, what did you do? What to get, to get through it? Yeah. I, I, um, I had to have basically like therapy. So I had like, you know, like counseling and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I had meetings with CAMS, which is, I think children's mental health. So I had quite a bit of therapy. Um, one sec, my man's just confusing two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I had that. Um, that went on for quite, you know, a couple of years. But I remember just going into it. Kind of, it, what brought it on was like groups. Crowds of people. I just remember my heart would start racing, and I was just like, just you know, I was like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that was because of what I was. That was the initial thought of what I thought when I fell through that roof. <laughs> and then you know, you 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 go into shock, and I didn't experience the trauma at the time because I was in shock. So it starts yeah. playing out afterwards. Yeah. So I had that anxiety for a while. And um, it really kind of, you know, afterwards, it kind of got me thinking about, you know, mental health and how the body works and how the mind works. And it kind of gives you, in a, I mean, I had an awareness already, but it kind of, it gives you a certain awareness. You're able to tune into people and things yeah. on a level. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get you. So, from from that period of my life, I mean, I'm I'm okay now. You know, I've got anxiety or anything now, but um, it just got me wanting to help other people, um, yeah. and just more curious about you know how we kind of operate as people because you know, and we're, we're quite interesting, complicated creatures if you think about it. Yeah, we are. It's it's crazy. We're like what you're saying there, yeah, that's what I started to think after I'd been through that. Sort of opened my mind up and I got dead interested in how your brain works and 
being in control of stuff. It was made a lot of it, a lot of the CBT was like being in control of your thoughts. Yeah. So you can affect, like you can always, as long as you're in control of your thoughts, then your feelings will come along with that. But if you're not, you let your mind wander. That's how you end up in your in your holes. But then obviously you start looking around more and then when, when you've been sitting there and calling people for everything, you're like, I don't even know these people. Like I've just I've just judged them on what I think they are. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know how their brain works. Yeah. Makes you a bit more patient as well, I'd say. Yeah, it makes you more patient, makes you more aware, makes you quite empathic. Um, I'm not saying that things like this should happen for you to kind of become aware of these things, but I think if you do experience certain things or you've been there yourself, you you know, and it's almost like an antenna. Like I can pick up on the energy of someone or how they feel if they're not okay because I've yeah. I've been there myself. I just know it's like, and you're probably the same. You can just pick it up. Yeah, you you start to just get a sense for it, don't you? Like they're not right. They're sort of not right. It's not that they're not they're not acting themselves or. Hmm. But, um, the only the only thing that I don't like at the minute with like the mental health things, brilliant, like everyone in, but I don't find like on social media you get a lot of people just milking it for attention. Oh, like what you mean, like playing the victim card? What you know, people who haven't who haven't suffered, they don't know, use it for an excuse, just to sort of get out of things or get attention. Like, yeah. obviously, it, it, I think. The more you see it, that the more it'll put people off, open and off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think what what people tend to do is they tend to, what well, I've noticed on social media, like Instagram and Facebook, especially, well, probably most of it really, apart from LinkedIn, um, a lot of people will put like you know X Y Z whatever they're complaining about, and people comment and they get attention. And when it makes them feel good, it's like if you get likes on Facebook or on Instagram, it makes you feel good. It releases um, endorphins, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so they do it, you know, based on that, and it makes them feel better. Yeah. Um, you know, because people are playing and playing into their game. That's the, the wrong way to go about it. I mean, you get a lot of people who have a lot going on, and they don't talk about it to anyone. Like you won't even know. Yeah, um, I think especially in men, it's kind of you know like get on with it, you know that stiff upper lip kind of approach. Do you know what I mean just crack mm-hmm. on? Yeah, well that's that's what I used to feel. I think that's why I hadn't said anything. It was just a, I think the point that I got so bad, and it was sort of like my dad was like, if you don't go and sort yourself out, like I'll just knock you out and drag you there, type of thing. Mm. And I think just selling one person and I'm not turning around, just going, shut up, you pussy. And like, yeah. sort of like, fucking hell, that must be hard. Man. I wouldn't have even knew. Like, I'm quite got outgoing in work, so even at the time, inside, I'm sitting there and all the lads are there, and I'm like, just think I'm usual, just fucking off and leave me alone. Yeah. But as, as I was telling him, he was like, I'd have never have known that. I'd have never, ever have pictured you as the last person who was feeling like that. Like, you just don't know what's going on in people's heads. <clears throat> yeah, and I think as well, like, there's a lot of people out there who've never 
had some things in mental health or they just don't understand. Um, you know, they just kind of got no empathy or they just, yeah. you know, don't understand. Or it's like, okay, well. Yeah, there was so I mean, there's some, there's some people who are like that. Like, there's certain people who are, te- who are told, but other people who are wouldn't have really. And you saw the hints at them, and they're like, no, no, that, that's just a load of shit, that. It's not, that's just, that's just a gimmick and all that. And you're like, but they, they wouldn't understand because they haven't been in the same position. But I don't point, yeah. I don't point them for that because they wouldn't know. Yeah, like, sometimes, you know, if you, if you haven't been there, you won't know. If you don't um, research things in mental health and stuff, you know, you know, it doesn't interest you, then people aren't going to know. Um, but I, I think with the internet now um, and social media, I mean it's 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 growing. It's, it's growing at such a like a vast rate. I mean, when I was at school, I remember going home and going on MSN Messenger, and yeah. it, was, it was MSN Messenger, MySpace, and um, Facebook had just kind of started. You know, um, <laughs> that was it. Whereas now there's so many platforms people use, and I think especially with Instagram, like a lot of people, there's there's more and more young people with self-esteem and confidence uh, issues yeah. down down to you know how they feel about themselves due to social media, and yeah. they're seeing pictures of like you know the the norm, you know the. How how you should look, how you should be. Um, I'd say. Hmm. I don't know what about this generation, but I, I don't know. I think it's like the, the girls have more sort of peer pressure, don't they, from the mates? Well, it's like yeah, it's like I, I see sometimes pictures on Facebook of like you know certain models and stuff or these influencers, and <clears throat> you kind of think. You know, they're very, 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 very slim. And people just kind of think that's the norm or that's how it should be. And it's not about how you just look. It's how you are as a person, you know. And I think people can kind of forget that. They just become so focused on how they look and come across. Definitely. But I mean, there's there's pros and cons to social media. I mean, it is a very very useful tool, um, and I think it's how you use it, and I think it's how much time you spend on it as well. Like I have to have breaks on it. You go on it quite a lot, do you know? I I used to spend um, you know a lot of time on Facebook and Instagram, whereas now I'll, I'll I'll skim through Facebook and then I'll sign out, or I'll go on Instagram, I'll scroll through, I'll. I'll like a few posts or things that I follow and then I'll come off it. Yeah, I think here, I think Facebook, I don't use virtually at all. Might log into it once a week. Um, Twitter, I generally use mostly for football news. Yeah. Um, it's got my personal account and then I've got like my other one, like my book account on Instagram. Yeah, so I, saw that. Yeah, I was going to mention that. That's really, you've got some good content on there and uh some good yeah. some, some of it stuff of it and I think I like that I write that down and then other stuff it just pops into my head but I, I just started I don't even know what to be honest 
the whole book actually come from. Um, it was last year. I was I was lying. I remember I remember the night I was lying on the floor in the living room watching. Um, I was watching The Godfather just come back on Sky, and I'd had a few drinks and I'd fell asleep and was sort of listening into the background. And I had a dream. I had a dream that I wrote mm. um, pretty much word for word in my head. Woke up and knew what I was going to write. Mm. And I, t- I turned and I was like. I had a dream I wrote a book last night. She was like, about what? And I was like, well, I don't know, really. Just about my life, sort of. And uh, she went, well, why don't you write it then? And I was like, well, I don't write books, do I? And she was like, well, just do it. She was like, I, I fucking will. <laughs> she went out to the board top and just come over and wrote it in about two days. And, uh, it's not massively long. Um, but then I showed her it, and I was sort of laughing, and I went, what do you think of that? And then she went, it's really good. She went, did you get, did you steal stuff off it? I was like, no, I just sat there and typed. She, <laughs> she went, she went, well, I'll, I'll, um, I'll spell check it for you, and changed a few words, and round, and like sentences that didn't make sense, where it was sort of how I was speaking, but then when you read it, it just didn't make no sense at all. Yeah, yeah. So then she changed it. And then she was like, what, what are you going to do with it? And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. So I showed a few people and then I, st- I started getting a bit anxious about it. And I was thinking, well, did, do we really want people knowing all the ins and outs of my life? And then I thought, well, some people could read this who, who might, might need to hear it type of thing and it might help them. And I thought, I might just try and sell it. Yeah, so I, I didn't know. So then I just I just googled, how do you sell a book? Yeah, and uh, and then I ended up watching all the you know all people on uh, YouTube, like all the people putting useful on, like Gary Vaynerchuk and everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'd never I'd never heard of these people before, and then they were like, "You need social media and social media," and I was like, well, "All right then." So I just I just started doing it. Mm. And then I put it on there and I sold a few. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, people are actually buying it. And yeah, yeah. I put it on Amazon. And then uh, got a couple of good reviews off it and then sent it to a friend. And I've sent it out to a few people who I thought might benefit from reading it. But I mean, so far I've had good reviews and no reviews. But then I just thought I wonder when someone's going to turn around and just go, this book's a pile of shit. But <laughs> <laughs> time. I was scared and people do it. But yeah, and then so then cause cause I went on social media and started trying to sell it. And then I seen seen all like the type of stuff I'm doing, people writing things and I was just like, I just write write stuff that I'm thinking. And then loads of and then as you say, loads of people do, are into it, so I thought I'll just carry it on. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's sort of what what I'm doing with that anyway. And then it's because because I've had a bit of success of selling it, so I'll write another one. And I said to me, babe, like, what what do you think I should write about next time? Do you want to just do the same thing, but like, how how are you getting on? Sort of a long thing. And then I was like, well, all right, then I'll just get myself in shape and just try harder and everything I do and just see where it takes me. And it it has been it has been working. <laughs> 
Like, I'm doing better in aspects of stuff, so I'm sort of in documenting that and, like, another one I'm writing and then I've wrote another couple of little bits, I don't know, that I might publish or just put out there, but it's something that's just come out of nowhere. I was be dreaming about something when I was half pissed. <laughs> turned into something else that I never dreamed I'd ever do. <laughs> oh my god! But no, that's—I mean, good for you for doing that, though. I mean, it's crazy how that came around just by having a kind of vision or dream, and then waking up after a few drinks, and then that's mental. Yeah. But like, you know, good for you for doing it. And uh, what's your yeah, what's your page on uh, Instagram again? It's uh, Key to Life Book, is it? Amazing. What's your your Instagram page again? Your, no, your... At, at key to life book. Key key to life book. Yeah. That's mint. Yeah. No, that's... That's, that's what it was called in my dream. And then I thought, shall I change it to something? Because I don't really think that even makes sense. And then I couldn't think of another title to call it. And I was like, well, that was my dream. So that's what it needs to be called. <laughs> yeah. But you go with what you feel is good at that moment in time, I suppose. Yeah. It's like something pops into your head, it kind of sticks. You're like, oh, go with that, go with this. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, to, to, yeah, so I, I sort of enjoyed a bit reading it, uh, writing it. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll carry it on. I mean, I might have only one, I might have only one. That's a hundred more than loads of other people have done. So <laughs> to me, it's an accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, it's it's far better. Um, there's that quote, isn't there? You, you're far better, to, you know, you're doing better than the people who aren't doing it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. You, you know, you're, you're making that pro, you know, you're making those steps in yeah. taking action and doing it compared to that's people it. just having an idea and not acting on it. And I think that, that's, you know, one of the hard things about being a person as well. We will say, oh, oh yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that. And then, you know, a month or two might go by or a year might go by before you actually act on it. But no, it's good that you're yeah. doing it. Well, then, even whether it's good or not, it's like, well, I can say I wrote a book on this all day. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the thing is with, with Amazon, like, you, you can, um, there's so many platforms you can make these e-books now and apps. Um, um, you can put it on Amazon. I don't think it costs you anything. No, it doesn't. They take, they take a cut out of your uh, book. They tell you what to sell it for. Every now and again, they'll they'll just try and promote it themselves, and then you just you, you just check on your Amazon, and you're like, "Well, I've sold a few more," and then sitting there thinking, "Oh, don't send me a part of you." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's really good, man. Well, that's good. Well, uh, yeah, but then it led me into just get pretty well. Even that turned into me listening to podcasts and watching YouTube and watching all these people I'd never heard of. Like, I'd say this time last year, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Yeah. <laughs> idea. I didn't really go on social media. I went on Twitter, so I had scores and 14 meme. But yeah, I didn't even know what it was until that. And it's like, it opens up, just opens up new doors by doing one thing. Just like a domino effect, isn't it? It is, it is like a domino effect. And it's like, you know, ripple effect. And um, I kind of started watching. Uh, you never heard of Joe Rogan? Of who? Joe, Joe Rogan? Yeah, I don't like watching them. He, uh, I first heard about him and watched him on uh, Fear Factor. 
years yeah. ago. And he did this pro this game show program in America where people have to do things to make to get money. Yeah. He he hosted that and then I saw him on the YouTube doing a podcast and I was like, Holy shit, it's that guy I used to see on TV. Okay. Um and he's had all kinds of people on his podcast. And yeah. what he kind of motivated me to kind of do this, like because I saw one of his early, early podcasts, and I think he was in the room, in, in, his, in his bedroom, you know, with some of, his, some of his friends streaming it. Yeah, it's dead grainy as well, isn't it? Yeah, and one of his yeah. friends was talking about podcasts, and his mate said, it's not about how many listeners you get, it's about who listens to it. Yeah. And he oh, said, wow. you know, when he first started out, he had 200, 200 views, and now he gets like, you know, thousands and millions. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know he's famous and stuff, so he probably, you know, gets more because he's well known. But you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? And it can just yeah, take. Yeah. Well, as you say, don't with the internet. Anyone could, anyone could just stumble across it. it. Just takes one person, doesn't it, to just stumble across it, and then it just can change. Yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of amazing thing of the internet, isn't it? Like, there's so many. Yeah, doors it can open for you, and um, yeah. the people you meet as well, like you know, like yourself and stuff. And yeah, exactly. I don't know if the internet didn't exist, we'd have never spoken to each other. Yeah, it's crazy. You can just pick up your phone and just speak to anyone, anyway. Yeah, it's it's pretty scary, but it's like quite cool. Who else do you listen to or watch? I I started. Um, I, I used to, I kind of began when I, when I was a teenager, I listening, started listening to a guy called Alan Watts. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was a philosopher. Yeah. He's a philosopher, I think, during the 60s or the 70s. Yeah. And he was like a yogi, you know, proper chilled guy yeah. with his beard. And he's into Buddhism. And um, he's American, I think he was. Um, he probably wasn't. I don't, I don't actually know who's from that. But, um, I don't want to give false information. But his name's Alan Watts. And he talks about life and energy and society. And at the time when he was talking about it, the people didn't take him serious. You know, during What's the 60s. Like, he was a bit of a clank or something like that. Or... The people, he, he used to give lectures and seminars. He was, you know, very well educated. He'd give... Yeah. Uh, lectures on philosophy and stuff but the stuff he's he was talking about back then is happening now like just way ahead of his time way ahead of his time um i started listening to him and um i started listening to tony robbins anthony robbins yeah um you ever heard of anthony robbins the, the big fella with the massive hands yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that guy yeah i don't know what, what's going on with his clap He's yeah. like, don't know, can do anything, but he can't laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but I started listening to him, and um, I, I've recently been listening to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, that Gary V. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? And I've been I've been watching his content like a lot more recently. Yeah. Um, he's just so to the point, and he's like, I think, quite a big role model of mine. I mean, a lot of people don't like him because he swears a lot and he's, he's got a certain attitude about him but yeah I don't even notice it to be honest I think it's the environment you grow up in isn't it always most yeah. or... 
call me. Yeah, to say who I listen to. I started. I didn't. I I done it by accident because yeah. I was watching. I'd watched the War of Wall Street, the film. I've seen yeah. And then do you know the way your computer and everything just listens to you and knows everything you're watching, doesn't it? So yeah. I'd, I'd gone on YouTube to put, I don't know, Paw Patrol on for the kids. And then I seen um, the Wolf of Wall Street podcast with the real Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, Jordan Belfort. Yeah, yeah, I used to listen to him as well. Yeah, so I put, so I put it on and just started laughing. And I work, I work in sales myself. Yeah. So I was just like, some of the stuff he was saying, I was just like, you're talking shite, you mate. And then... Uh, I watched, I mean, some of, it, some of it was really good. And then I watched them interview Grant Cardone. Have you ever watched that? Oh, Grant Cardone, yeah, he's good as well. And I just thought, I was just laughing my head off at his personality, like the way he was dealing with him and just looking at him. And then I just started watching everything of his. And then because I'd watched that and seen him in interviews on something, and then I ended up watching, who was it, that Robert Kiyosaki. I've heard of that guy. Sort of. When I first started listening, I was like, "He's good." Then he's really rich American fella. And then I was watching interviews from years ago with Donald Trump. But then, because I was watching him, I noticed a lot of adverts started popping up on my phone with him, and it seemed to be like a lot of little know-it-all scammers with his name on it. So it sort of put me up a little bit. Um, who else? Who else was I watching? Tony Robbins. You ever seen that? The, the uh, of it, this thing on Netflix. Yeah, I'm not your guru. Yeah, yeah that was brilliant. Thought I watched that. I uh, actually watched that when I was I was having I was having murder with my partner in the summer. Yeah, we fell up badly, and I went to stay at my mum's, and I watched that, and then I rang her, and I was like, "Oh, we need to sort this out, girl. <laughs> Life's too short." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good role models out there, and I think it's it's important to have like a mentor or mentors, you know, like to it's like that saying, isn't it? Your your vibe attracts your tribe, kind of thing. Yeah, it's important, I think, you know, to have mentors and role models and to watch people like that. Yeah, it is. You ever um, you ever read the secret? I've I've um, read a little bit of it. I've I watched it a couple of times. My my brother watches it a lot, and um, that's about the law of attraction, isn't it? And how you think, mm. and energy. Yeah, yeah, I totally I totally believe in that. I believe in the law of attraction. Yeah, I just thought a lot a lot of the book was a bit just a bit too much bullshit. Like yeah. a lot of it, a lot of it was good, but some of it was just like oh, you can just wish for whatever you want, and it'll just happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think. I don't. I don't believe in in that. I mean, I think you you have to manifest something. Yeah. You, you think yeah, about it. Pulls in it. I think the way it was delivered, just to the wrong people. They they just think think like, oh, well, I'll just ask for this and it'll just happen. Yeah. You you've got to like think about it, see how that feels, imagine it. Um, Visualize it, and then you you yeah. but you got to you got to take that action. It's not going to happen without that action yeah. and everything else. Yeah, if you can't just like I want to be successful and then sit at your desk all day doing nothing and expecting it to just happen. Yeah, no, exactly. But there's um there's a good um documentary I watched called uh, what's it called? 
It's called uh, Minimalism. You've seen that, The Minimalists. What's it called? These these guys basically sell everything they own. Um, they kind of have like you know one jacket, two you know, so they have a couple of items in their home, and there was kind of doing talks and stuff and you know how it makes them feel and they feel better for it basically by kind of getting a lot getting rid of a lot of clutter yeah and um but no there's some good stuff out there there's um you ever heard of a guy called jordan peterson no no yeah jordan peterson he's quite good um he does like lectures and seminars um Another guy, Simon Simon Sinek. You heard of Simon Sinek? Possibly, no, I don't think so. Yeah, there's um, yeah, there's loads of people out there. I think with these kind of people you watch, they're all very different, aren't they? And I think yeah, you just take what take what take what's best for you out of them, don't you? Yeah. But that Jordan Belfort. I mean, I I started watching this content when I was like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Um, he he's very good at. He, he's he's an unbelievably confident. Yeah, he's very confident, and he kind of sucks you in. Yeah, I think eventually, I mean, probably the same for me as well. His voice just starts going through you a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they got one quiet and off walls of just all them for me. What's that, mate? Walls have just scored. It's 1 1. Yeah. But yeah, just, you'll, have to, you'll have to send me a message with them people in at the end. Like them bars. Yeah. I'll probably watch them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll send you a message of the people that I mentioned and stuff. I was watching, I was watching one last night. I can't remember the fella's name. It's not Ed Milet. Who's that? Never watch him. Ed Milet. If you never watched this no, video. No, never, never heard of that. No, he's a uh, sort of those interviews with all pretty much the people we've talked about. Yeah, he's like a bit. He's like quite a hench fella. I'd like, like, I'd, I'd like at the end of this gym experience to be sort of his size. He's a unit. It's just dead nice fella. But he interviewed this. I can't even pronounce his name. I'll have to find it for you. Mm. I was watching it last night. Is it fella come come to America from Armenia when he was like six? Tell stories about like when his dad used to, he would, he was saving off that much to live somewhere that he used to get in the bins. Like, yeah. all the food that was where it wasn't off that had been flew out by like restaurants and supermarkets, and that's what they ate off, and that's how he like started his life. And now he's like a multi millionaire, but like mad stories like that. Should people think they've got it hard, and then you just listen to them stories, and it's just like fair play, mate. But it, yeah. He was watching. He was talking about like just little things you can do. He was saying like when he when he was uh, when it was do- his daughter was five, he just used to take her on a date every week just to like teach her, teach her how she should be treated when she's older and little things like that. It was like yeah, take on board because I've got a, like a young. I've got I've got quite a few kids. Me like but yeah yeah. My youngest, my youngest a girl, and I like I just like I just wanted to grow up with good models and respect. Yeah. No, it's, it's important, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But I think, like, Pete, there's always someone out there who's got it worse than yourself, isn't there? There's always someone out there. Yeah. And I think with, like, those people you're talking about, you see on the internet, and 
Um, oh, I'm trying to think who else has had struggles. Um, well, Grand Cardone was okay, but he was only whatever he was. Drug addict had to go to rehab like a few times. But I noticed yeah. that was a thing that, like, a lot of it. Yeah. He's out there and he's just. I'm not. I'm not the all for attention. Like I don't mind talking, but couldn't stand there and speak to like a million people. I just think, oh, what are they going to listen to me for? But little things he says about himself, <laughs> I just think, well, yeah, that's like I feel that. Uh, was well, a lot of the things was boredom. Like a lot of the way he turned to drugs and like drinking was just through boredom. And when his mind occupied, he doesn't think about it. But that's sort of the way I slip if I'm not doing something. I've not constantly got something on the go, like I've noted lately. Yeah, I have three things on the go all the time. Like, well, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on this to you, and I'm watching the match, and I'm tidying around the house as well. I just need to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's everyone's got their own outlet, and everyone's got their own way of being on it, having it as a person and stuff. Yeah. And but when you're watching um, people, and they say little things like that that you think about yourself, but you never realised about yourself. And then they've said, yeah. No, yeah, I do that. That gives you a little bit more self-awareness, doesn't it? Yeah, it does make, it does make you very mindful and makes you appreciate certain things as well. I, I, saw, I, I first saw that Grand Cardone guy when, uh, I think it was New Year or Christmas, he, he uploaded this video, this crazy video. And he gets like a firework or something and he's got a massive cigar. <laughs> and he lights this cigar with the firework or something, he's like, fly, he's like jumping around, and then he just throws it off this building. What happens? And it, it just kind of like flies down and explodes and stuff. But I was like, who is this guy? And then I like went onto his profile. And I was like, oh wow, he's like proper into like real estate and business. And... <laughs> like I can't believe how old he is. He looks about as yeah. age as me. He's like 60 or something, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but, I, he um, but I saw one of his recent videos. It was quite good. And he said something about being a millionaire and a billionaire or something like that. Yeah. And he's, I don't know if you saw it, but he was like saying, you're still, okay, he's like, who's got, he said in the crowd, who's, who's got a million dollars? And he's like, he said that when he got a million dollars, he was worried about, where that million dollars is going to go. Yeah. So he started hiring accountants, he started hiring advisors, he started hiring all these people who then cost him expense. So then that million dollars went down. He said, he was like, shit, I need to be a billionaire. Because <laughs> then I'm not, I'm not going to be worrying about where my millions are going. Yeah, he invested all his money when the stock market crashed, didn't he? And just like took a chance on it. Invested in loads of property oh. while all the prices were dead low in 2008. And then that's how he ended up minted. And then he, he does like, I got into him because I do, I, I work in a car dealership. So there's a lot of his was like car yeah. stuff. And yeah. So I started watching it. But then it's, 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 I mean, most of it's like basic what you do anyway, but just more about work ethic and like where you'd like, you'd be, you'd be prospecting people, where there's your prospect for people and just give up. He's like, no one wants to answer the phone to me. Like, they don't want to talk to me. And when you get to the five person telling you to piss off, it's just like, oh, I can't be bothered. We'll do it again tomorrow. 
Whereas he's like, no, yeah. just power through and just keep going and keep going and so on. And then you'll just get used to the injection and you won't even care anymore. Yeah. But he's relentless. He's just like, I think he just wants to go and go and go. But I think if it was position, I'd be like, I'd have that little, I'd always want to have something on the goal, but I think I'd have a lot of downtime as well. You <laughs> go and slap them everywhere. Yeah. I think you've got to have a bit of downtime at some, you know, as you just burn out and crash. Um, I saw that Gary V guy. He um, his work ethic is crazy. Yeah, mm. and I look at his Instagram. And he's he's posting like video. Well, I mean, he's got a team who do his videos. Yeah, but um, he the content he posts in the day is like something that people might do in a year That's it. or like in four months. He does it in like a week or a day. Well, I don't know what, what everything he does is fucking. I don't even know what I feel like he's got into me phone. Because like yeah. and it'll just ping and it'll say these new podcasts on this app and and then I press play and I'm like, I didn't even know I had this app. What the fuck where's this come from? And then I yeah. just was listening to it and then something else will pop up. It's like everywhere you look. Yeah, he he's really kind of kind of motivates me a lot and inspires me because he he came from like Soviet Union. Yeah. You know, at young age, didn't speak any English, went to school. You know, people making fun of him. And then he did, like, you know, that wine, those yeah, wine library videos talking about wine and marketing. And he just, you know, he, he said something like, I talk a lot now because for the past however many years, I was just working. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. I think I, I got into him when I was watching that thing of seen where he goes on like car boot sales in America and just starts buying. Oh, oh and yeah. And I was just like, this is boss music. And then I just ended up watching all those videos from it. Yeah, it's called Trash Talk, wasn't that it? Trash yeah. Talk. Yeah, like me, me and my bird were sitting there laughing at that stuff and he was going, he wanted five. He didn't get five. And then, that's yeah. when, and then that's when we started what, like, and then that's when I ended up watching all the videos off and I was like, he's decent too. You kind of inspired me to do that. I, I go to TK Maxx and sometimes I, I go to charity <laughs> shops quite a lot. And I find stuff in charity shops and I'm like looking at it, I'm like, I go on eBay, I go on eBay, I go on completed and sold items and I Google stuff and I'm like, shit, I'm like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a gamble sometimes. Yeah. That's it. Have you got kids? No, no. not not that I'm not off. Not that I'm not off. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I haven't I, just yet. No, you can sort of force of a four to like, take little chances like that, can't you? Yeah. But um I'll talk about some questions here. What would you say makes you happy? What makes me happy is probably family. Family, definitely. Yeah. Keeping busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports. I like, I like watching motivational stuff. Yeah. And, um, generally, just having, just having a laugh. Like, most of my work, I, I can't stand my job, but it's made better by, like, the lads who were there. Like, we were just going to laugh all day and just take the piss out of each other. Like, sometimes you see see a lot of stuff now it's like you can't say this you can't say that about somebody but like in that in that you just think well, 
good job nobody comes in again and there's the way we talk to each other. <laughs> so even like even going yeah. like when I told the lads about a few years ago when I was on the tablets and it was hard to tell them because it's like just a bit it is quite a male dominated environment. Yeah, yeah. So it was shorter, I felt uneasy telling them after the first what like say week or so everyone was dead understanding, but then it just didn't turn into me getting the pistol hard on me over it, but I didn't mind that. Sort of helped me through it. Like, I'd be sitting there mm. and I didn't want to go and speak to a customer. And it was like, go on, man, just go and take one of your loopy tablets and go and get yourself out there. And even though it looks bad on the face of things, I know they don't mean it viciously. And it was just, it was funny. It was funny to look, like, just, just to sort of laugh at yourself and just think, like, just don't be so serious about everything. Yeah, no, sir. I mean, I think you could have that approach. That's it, but I think it's your environment as well. Like your dad's a scouser, so you're probably he could be similar in in the same way as where like a lot of a lot of our dialect through the day is just absolutely ripping the back out of each other. Whereas people, oh, you'd probably go with the panic in in the world where it's be like, why are these people so horrible to each other? Where we probably say, do you know what, if you come into work and nobody took the piss out of you, you'd think they didn't like you. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, my my dad is probably like one of the quickest. He's, he's I've never met anyone like it. Like, if you, if you try and say something, he will come back within like a second to yeah. say something. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that's just him or just like the Liverpool way. Yeah. I think you, as grow, well. you grow up at a young age where the second you start school, everyone's taking the piss out of you, so you've got to learn to just take it on the chin and give it back. So, like, it's sort of hard and you're up to it. So, yeah, yeah. If, if they say something, you, you're just like, I could go somewhere and people could absolutely slate the back out of my appearance or what I'm wearing or what I do, and it wouldn't bother me because you're used to it. I just see it as a bit of a laugh. Where some people will probably take half of it and go home and have a cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's quite, like I said, it's your environment, isn't it, as well, where you are yeah. um, and who you're, who you're surrounded by and stuff. <laughs> like, some parts of, like, I mean, there's rough parts everywhere, but I mean, in Liverpool, there's some rough parts in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and, in like Nottingham where I'm from some rough parts and you're surrounded by people and so you kind of have to kind of fix up quick I suppose yeah. you know and, but um, but yeah like with my dad my dad's like a chef and I've worked with him you know quite a few times in the same place and <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen like the banter between my dad and, and sort of other people yeah and he's just on fire, like, <laughs> and he never has any problems. Well, <laughs> well, but I think I think that outlook as well just it, it does make you happier as well. It does shorter in a way teach you not to be so serious about yourself. Like obviously, there's some things where you draw the line. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Things and who to say it to, and you know who you can get away with saying stuff to, and who you can't, who, who you can't. Like you wouldn't go with it intentionally for make someone feel like shit. But I think when you're in, yeah, it's just it's just more of a more of a laugh. Yeah, it's like banter, isn't it? And um, the crack and stuff. 
I say it's, it's when you're comfortable with people as well, isn't it? And know what you Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember like when I was like a teenager, like I hate being told what to do and like I used to be quite defensive and stuff. And yeah. um, so, like, when people did do, you know, the crack and they used to say things, I used to like kind of go mental and like. <laughs> get really affected by it. whereas now I, I you know I end up you know I'm 25 I've kind of got works in a few places so I've kind of experienced mm-hmm. fair share of it you get used to it and you just kind of like, laugh throw a bit of a text in like going back to the start where I was saying how bad I used to how bad I am of a morning like I am like sometimes I'm just like you are a horrible person but it's like I've got no <laughs> like I go to work and I just think what have I just said oh my god <laughs> When it when I worked when I worked, I used to work with my dad when I was about twenty with all the lads he grew up with me, got me a job in his place. And their thing in the morning was knowing how bad I was that he'd all sit there mm. and see you could wind me up the quickest to make me kick off. <laughs> and then just <laughs> laugh at me, laugh at me and say I was a disgrace in the amount of times. I just worked in a post room at the time and he used to pick up like creative letters and just throw it at someone and just storm off like booting doors and they'd all be sitting there laughing their heads off at me going ah go on don't sort yourself out you fucking gobshite as I'm walking out today Jesus yeah you're an embarrassment and then and then I'd calm down by 10 o'clock and everyone would be laughing about it but then it just it was a daily occurrence it happened every day I suppose it makes you thick skin, doesn't it, in some way? Yeah, yeah it does. But that's a part of myself I'm trying to work on, the, the, the morning anger. So mm. that, that's, that's where I get up before everybody else, because by the time all the noises come out in the morning, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a funny thing, though, in that morning, isn't it? Like, if I... I remember when I, I was put on breakfast splits and I worked in this hotel, and it was like, start at six or seven... And then I'd finish at 12, sometimes 3 o'clock, and I'd be back in at 6. And, like, going to work, like, first thing in the morning, I, I just didn't want to speak to anybody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the housekeeping t- people would be there, and they'd say hello, and I'd just be like... Yeah, I just wouldn't say anything sometimes. It sounds really bad. No, I get it. That's what I was like. I mean, I, got, I, I can get that bad of a morning where it's like, I don't even like the way you're breathing. Like you breathe <laughs> <It's a bit laughs> <shooting. laughs> Ah, it's funny. There's interesting like what ticks what ticks people off. You know, everyone's different, aren't they? Um Well my but my my bird wakes up in the morning like she's in a Disney film. Like <laughs> so happy. Like the, the birds are coming in through the windows and putting the clothes on and talking to the animals outside. And the, it's like it's the opposite in the night. I'll come home from work to a bed, chilled out, and just nodding. And then she's irate. Any, any little thing will just turn out of a night. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean like that for? But then of a morning, it's the other way that. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to let you go, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, of course. Cool. Yeah, really, but it's been. Yeah, I think we're going to go with you, definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. No, it's been, it's been a pleasure to uh, 
chat to you and um, it's been really, really good. No, it has. But uh, yeah, thanks, mate. And uh, take care. Yeah, yeah. No, you're welcome. Have a nice evening. Thank cheers. You, Take care. Cheers, bye. Hi, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for tuning into this podcast and I'm really, really grateful to be on this path and journey with you all. If you would ever like to provide feedback, you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review or you can send me an email at thepositivitypodcast.gmail.com All feedback is much appreciated. If you would like to donate anything at all, I have a Patreon account where you can donate a small amount and you get exclusive content from the podcast. Or I also have a PayPal if you would like to donate anything as well. Just a small gesture. And all donations all go towards the podcast and making it a better experience for you all. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes.